The Seven Rock Life Show is about stories that inspire with people that you will admire, learning to develop new chapters in life, learning from the past, but letting the old stories expire so it gives room for the new stories you create. Our brand is about three things, victorious in your life, contributing to society, and having fun along the journey. Seven Rock Life is a lifestyle that inspires and gives back with a mission to impact the world one life at a time. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko. Thanks for tuning in and being part of this journey. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Seven Rock Life Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko, and I am here with an awesome guest today. So excited, Miss Donna Drake. How you doing, Donna? Hello, Stephen. Very well. Thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's awesome to have you here. And just to give a little background, Donna has a tremendous background just doing so many positive things for the world. She's a, a TV host. She's an executive producer. Uh, she's an influencer promoting positive change to the world. She's had her show, which still exists, Live It Up. And now it's the Donna Drake Show as well. And just doing amazing things. We connected through our good friend, Jared Bellucci, uh, who was on a podcast a few uh, few weeks ago. And we connected at his premiere and loved everything that you were doing. We really connected because we are on the same track and uh, so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I've known Jared for years and uh, that was a wonderful celebration of his uh, feature length film. I'm so proud of him. I've known him for a long time. And then there you were. I mean, it's, I always say I live in the land of serendipity and magical things happen to me all the time. And I think meeting you, Stephen, is one of those great magical moments because I so admire what it is that you're doing in life. So it's fun to uh, kind of hang out with birds of a feather, I guess. Absolutely. It's, it's fun when you're around people that are just uh, creating fertile environments for people to grow. Um, and your story is amazing, and I'm really looking forward to getting into that. So share with Seven Rock Life Podcast Nation uh, a little bit about Donna growing up. I know you grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and kind of walk us through your beginning childhood and all that. Well, I am the oldest of three kids, and growing up in the Midwest is interesting. I say that I grew up almost like a Norman Rockwell uh, picture, painting, <laughs> if you will. So it was just very... Um, happy and joyous and we always went to church as a family every Sunday and we went to go see both sides of my grandparents growing up we'd have breakfast at my grandma and grandpa Fields's house and then see all my cousins and then later in the evening we would go to the Campana side and my grandfather was a chef um, who had originally grown up in Switzerland and then he would make a wonderful family meal so this was just my childhood and I thought everybody grew up like that when I became older and moved to uh Long Island, I realized that not everybody had that magical type of childhood that I had been given. And I think that's one of the things that propels me in life is the ability to take that and share that with somebody. You know, like I've been known to uh, go swing on the swings, yeah. uh, even at the age that I am, with somebody that's never had that opportunity. Yeah. So my Are you the type of person that goes like, really yeah. high? Yeah. And, oh, like... as high as I can possibly go. <laughs> Um, I'm also the same person that when I do visit St. Louis, I go to my grade school, Walker Elementary, and I do swing on the swings. And I try to get my legs up as high as I possibly can go still. <laughs> my niece is like that. A few months ago, we were in, uh, in one of the areas in Long Island, and she's like, higher, higher. I was like, you're going to go around the whole thing. Relax, chill. <laughs> but so a lot of your growing up, um, you know, with in St. Louis, that's uh, Cardinals land, right? Mm -hmm. and, and baseball and, and just a, a great community. What, what has 
what did you bring from that childhood into what you have maybe here now and where you're at in life? I think just a really strong foundation. I, you know, I come with a lot of substance and didn't realize that as I was growing up, whether it's participating in the patriotic singing group that I grew up with or just my community because my parents belonged to Marriage Encounter and having a lot of strong support, I always had that. And I think that foundation is almost part of my DNA. It, mm. it, 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 it travels with me. And when you have that, when you have either faith as your foundation or you have that strength, that inner strength, it uh, sets you on a good path, no matter what, because as long as you're like, even on the house, you know, as long as that foundation is strong, yep. right? The three little pigs, right? Everything else can like, you know, the whole house could fall down. But if the foundation's still there, you rebuild. And I've found at this stage in my life, I've had to rebuild several times, but I always look back at my childhood, the people that I've met along the way as being my building blocks. They, they really matter to me. I'm still friends with the kids I've known since I was five. Wow. I mean, that, that says a lot, I think, about who they are and how important they are to me. Yeah. Well, it's that foundation, you know, being uh, in your position, right, whether you're a woman or you're, you're a guy, how do you create that foundation of faith? Because, you know, you've gone through adversity, right? We were just talking about it before, and you get these crushings of life sometimes, and these crushings make you stronger. But when you're in the moment, you're like, I don't like this crushing time, right? So maybe walk us through that. Well, a couple of um, pivotal things have happened in my life. One was when I was pregnant with my first son, Andrew. Uh, my mom, um, you're just turning my mic. Okay, so I, <laughs> so when I was pregnant with my first son, Andrew, my mom passed away from breast cancer and she was my best friend. Um, mm. So it was the happiest time in my life having this new baby and the saddest time in my life losing my mom. It just... You know, it's so diverse. So I've gone through many of these like pivotal kind of crossroads. And then the other situation that I went through is that I lost a spouse to colon cancer. Another big challenge in my life. And I was in my 30s. I was like like a young widow. Yeah, that knocks you off your feet. Yeah. And I still miss him, you know. Um, So these types of things have happened. I've blended families. I try to look at every sad, horrible thing that's happened in my life and I feel like it has um kind of colorized my tapestry of life so that it makes me a person that can be empathetic and caring towards others Mm -hmm. so now when I find somebody that is maybe falling in love again after going through a divorce and you know they're going to be blending their families well I've got experience about that I can offer some ideas or suggestions so I've kind of turned the horribleness in my life or the sad moments of challenge and um, kind of use them as breakthroughs, but I've also used them as texturizing things in my personality where I can help other people maybe going through something similar. Yeah. And I think you, what you just said about empathy, we, until you go through it, you don't empathize. You may sympathize, but when you empathize because, hey, I've been there, I've lost a significant other, I've gone through this, I've gone through losing somebody that you love. What through those, you know, those, I hate to say, it, but like dark times at times, what got you through that? What pushed you through? Was it just because you had to, or are there certain like steps or things, your faith or people that helped you get through those times? My joyful personality is my strategy. It is, it is my, um, some people turn to drinking. Some people turn to other vices or things like that. Mm-hmm. It was a, a choice for survival. I I did not have a choice. My choice is either this is going to take me down and I'm going to 
off myself or I'm not. And so those times in my life, I was like, okay, well, this happened. Um, but these are other ways that I still need to be here. I have to be here for these other people. I have other things that maybe God's not finished with me yet. Yeah. So I have to stay around. And it, it really is a choice. I still cry sometimes. I'll cry in the shower when I'm sad. It's not like I'm like superhuman and yeah. I don't have emotion anymore. A, and it could right. also be a joyous cry. Correct. Where you're just thankful. Oh, yeah. I'm, I always cry. I, I'm a very uh, soft kind of uh, touchy-feely person on my spiritual journey. And I, I think that it is a choice. I wake up every day to be thankful. You know, and even at our dinner table, we do three good things that we're thankful for. And I think having that attitude of gratitude is something that uh, sustains me and helps me. Yep. It's it's everything. And we were we were just talking about that, how you have the, the length of your life versus the depth of your life and how a lot of times we don't look at the depth of our relationships, the depth of our surroundings. Right. We look at the length. Yes, we all want length. But how's your depth? Are you really in the moment with the person you're with. You put your phone on airplane mode, right? Can you walk us through a little bit with that? Because you said something about before how you had the butterfly. Oh, and yes. And you're like, just wow. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's true. I pay attention to the simple things in life. Um, those little wins. I did. I was, I was outside and I was working on my um, swing that I have and I was making it look nice because I'm doing a big fundraiser this Sunday at my home that I do every year for Long Island Cares. And as I'm getting ready and I'm pouring like the solution to make the swing look nice again, um, I looked and there was a butterfly and I was like, wow. And I just took a moment to stop, pause, breathe, be thankful for the butterfly, Mm -hmm. be thankful to the universe. And then it went on its way. But you do, you have to take time in your life to smell the roses, to experience the sweetness in life, um, to be appreciative of a beautiful sunny day, but also the rain. It rained all last week. And I kept saying to myself, okay, it's raining, but it's going to help the flowers grow. You know, like I'm kind of like that type of person where I always look for the silver lining. Yeah. It's, and when people are like, oh, it's raining. I'm like, it's good. The, the grass needs it. The vegetables need it. And it's, it's your perspective shift. Do you think that kind of foundation, because I always like starting with the foundation of how you grew up, what made you who you are, uh, whether it's a good foundation or bad foundation, sometimes the bad foundations is what cultivates you to want to make a good foundation later on in life. Exactly. I know a lot of a lot of kids that a lot of uh, adults that had terrible childhood or they were beaten as a child or something like that, and it turned them into being proactive that they were not going to have that same pattern. They were going to mm. break that pattern for themselves. Yep. So I think the challenges that we all go through. Um, they do help us on our journey become better people, more evolved in a way. Yep, 100%. So. Now, with that foundation, creating, getting the Live It Up show, because it's mm-hmm. a really cool story, and I want you to get like into like details with it, because <laughs> a lot of people listen to this. I, I gave you that book, right. that, um, uh, what is uh, the idea book, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times your thoughts, and I think it was so cool, because my story and your story are very similar in our time period, where I was saying to you before how creating something doesn't take time, it's the content in order to create the creation that takes time. It's the, the, the depth of life, the things you go through. And it can happen in three to six months, which is what happened to me and what happened to you, yes. which is so cool. So talk maybe about before Live It Up show, before that, what you were doing uh, mm-hmm. and then how that all happened. So I've always been creative. 
Um, so I started out working at advertising agencies, but when people ask me, they're like, Donna, how did you get your own nationally syndicated talk show? I'm like, wow, you know, um, where do I start? So up until the point of December 28th of 2008, I had always worked in the television, film, voiceover industry, the creative arts. But what happened was while I was sleeping, um, the television show was like divinely gifted to me. It was so clear like a computer download I dreamt the whole thing in color I saw myself I saw the people around me I saw the subject matter and back in 2008 when I had had the dream literally a dream um, the economy was bad the economy took a huge tank in October of 2008 almost as bad as what happened after 9-11 where people were um, really struggling you know whether that were home equity line of credit was getting frozen people yep. were losing their jobs uh, the housing market was upside down and I said to myself I was like wow I was like prior to that that October I was down in Philadelphia and I was going to host a show about paying it forward but then they had laid off 18 people so on that drive home from Philadelphia to New York I thought about wow well maybe I'll do my own show that'll be positive maybe I'll figure this out but it wasn't until that dream of December 28th of 2008 when I dreamt the whole thing in color that it manifested it for me it unfolded in such a big way so I went to the TV station where I worked prior to that I also never felt pretty enough to be on camera I always thought my nose was too big I didn't like the space between my teeth I was a brunette Growing up in the television industry, around all of that behind the scenes, they were always hiring beautiful blondes that were tall and thin and young and beautiful. And I wasn't feeling that about myself. But this dream, there was no turning back. God said, this is your calling. You're going to do this. This is why you're going to do it. This is what the show is going to be about. You don't have a really a choice in the matter. So I went to Elliot um, and I said, I think I'm supposed to host my own TV show. People weren't even doing it back then. And he's like, okay, you can have an, an hour of time. So from the time I had the dream, December 28th of 2008, until April 9th of 2009, when we went on the air, I've been on the air ever since. We wow. just celebrated That's our 10th anniversary. Really? Congratulations. Yes. Thank awesome. you. I've interviewed over 5,000 people. Wow. It's been a wonderful journey. And uh, it, it, that's the story of how I got my own television nationally syndicated talk show yeah, it was just this download that came to you because yeah, you were it was aware a gift. of it it was gifted to me wow and the whole idea about the show live it up is about celebrating the essence of life mm. and in the very beginning i had no sponsors uh because the economy was bad so i sold everything i own i invested in it um i made it happen and it was really for me to be able to feature people and stories so that people wouldn't give up hope because i knew if they could just see well wow this person lost their job but now they they started a landscaping company and you know i was it was almost like a how-to it was almost like a how to live your life how to start over how to because if these people can do it you can do it and that was the early beginning of the show i love it i didn't want people to kill themselves i didn't want people to like give up give up because yep. if they had hope, I knew that they wouldn't turn to crime. If they had hope, I knew that they would be okay. So true. So I, the show is about giving people hope. It still is. That's exactly what the show is still about. You said a lot of good things, and I want to kind of dive into okay. some of those things that you said. So <laughs> I, I love it. Live it up. How did the name come about? I, I get oh, the, the whole, yeah, how yeah. did the name? So my husband, Tom Lascala, uh, before he had passed away, he, he was a songwriter. He was a lot of things. He was an engineer. Um, but he was also a songwriter and he used to play a Takamini guitar, uh, 12 string, beautiful. 
And one of the songs he wrote was Life is Only What You Make of It. I don't want to get teary. Wow, Stephen, I didn't know you were going to ask me this. But um, so, so, so Tom wrote this song about life is only what you make of it. So Live It Up is short for that. That's how the name came to me. I decided to name it after the song that he wrote. Wow. And in, you know, some of the words in his song were so powerful. It was like, take another chance, find out what life has to offer, mm. find a new romance, live the dream you've always hoped for. It's all there for the asking. Take it. Life is only what you make of it. You're making me tear. There Come you go. on, man. So that's how the name wow. came. Wow. I haven't shared that story in a while, but yeah, that's the truth. Wow. So he was a writer uh, and mm-hmm. songwriter and everything. And yeah. What did you, what were some of the things you enjoyed about, um, you know, some of his music or some of his writing? I mean, it seems like his, it continues, which is he so does. beautiful. He lives on. He lives on through me. He lives on through his two daughters. He lives on through uh, his grandchildren, everybody that ever knew him. That's he was beautiful. a powerful, loving, amazing man, uh, Thomas Paul Lascala. So he he was, he was uh, always a poet. He would write, I still have his poems that he wrote in high school. Um, some of them are quite funny. He had an <laughs> impish smile, a fabulous sense of humor. And, you know, he also loved... Uh, uh, Rocky Raccoon. That was also one of because he was just like playful. He was a playful person, and he passed away from colon cancer at the age of forty-two. Mm. But his he does he still is very present. Yep. You know he's very present. I don't know if so. I ever told you. I've said this a few times on a podcast. There's two days that you pass away: the day that you die in flesh, right, and the day that your name is never said again on Earth because you never made an impact for mankind, your family, or society. Ah. And those are the two days that you die. So you don't have to die both ways. You can only die one, which is just your flesh. Right. And when I heard that a few months ago, it inspired mm. me to create Seven Rock Life. And sure. you know, all these things is, what's your gift to the world? You know, mm-hmm. God's gift to us is life. And then what we do with this life is our gift back to the universe. And Live It Up is an amazing, I mean, 5,000 people you've inter- interviewed. Yes. Uh, it's so cool that the the name is linked up to, you know, uh, to, to your Something husband. Something so meaningful. Thank um, you. And, and what what he was all about. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Thank you. And you're doing great things for, for, for society without a doubt, the essence of life. Now, what was interesting about this, cause if you're listening to this and you're, you're thinking about starting a business or you're thinking about just kind of creating something, right? The one thing I've noticed with what you did from going from no show to a show in four months was you had content, right? But there are three things is your execution was on point. Your mission was on point and your belief in who you are, where you were going and what it was all about was on point. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Why having a mission? We spoke about this before because a brand, a business, an artist can have content, can have a product, right? But if your mission's not clear with whatever you're doing in life, I believe that brand will, will, will die before it ever gives birth to the universe as much as it could, right? So for you mission what what has caused you to have the mission that you have with live it up and everything that you're doing in the donna drake show it started out with the pure heart of being other centered Mm -hmm. it's never been about me and it can't be about me and it's not about me nor should any brand ever be um about that uh we were also talking um earlier about yeah for me it's not about the fame or fortune and if you go into something just to make money it's never going to be sustainable it just doesn't happen that way you either have to create a product or a service that is of value to another you have to be other centered and that's where every great uh brand um should you know stay true to is always stay true to your audience always stay true to the end user you know create value 
And yeah. that that's what it's about. And I think that's what has kept your show going for 10 years, which yes. is so exciting. Thank 10 you. years going. What about reinventing yourself or uh, maybe kind of rebranding in a way? What has kept you current? Because uh, that's a big thing. You oh, can I get love ex- that. You can get, uh, you can operate in expired information and then you don't update your software mm-hmm. uh, with your business. So how do you stay current? Well, I was the very first show to ever stream on Facebook, which a lot of people don't really? know. Yes. Um, through Ridgeline Entertainment, I met this gentleman, Doug Stanley, down at Natby and Mark Simon. And they're like, hey, listen, Facebook is going to do this thing where you're going to actually like watch videos. And it was called Smack Dab hmm. because it was Smack Dab in the middle of your news feed. Wow. So I believe that being a trailblazer, like being one of the first people to have my own television show or having that opportunity where Facebook said, oh, hey, we want to stream your content to see if it works because we're getting ready to do America's Cup and we got to make sure the technology works or uh, always working with the best of the best. Like my crew is phenomenal. So Ken Bogart from Edgewater Pictures always buys the best equipment. And I just surround myself with people that embrace technology. They embrace new things. They're willing to try interesting things. I was doing a podcast back in like 2004 with some friends of mine. And now podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've always been, sometimes I'm a little ahead of the curve with things when it comes to technology. Um, That's amazing though that and, you really have seen that. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. Because mm-hmm. a lot and, of people don't forecast things. Right. In my st- in my setup too, like when I first started, I did the best I could do with what I had at hand. Mm-hmm. And so my show about a year and a half ago for me looked to public access nothing wrong with public access but it was too confining like my my chair was up against the wall it just didn't have the breath that I felt I needed to do my best work so what did we do we built a brand new um set uh that is housed over at um Lorraine Gregory Communications in Deer Park it's uh called LG Studios and it's massive it's 3500 square feet wow i beautiful thank you i got the entire set sponsored by sherwin williams by wonderful designers like the whole thing looks exactly like i wanted it to look like so i think just taking opportunities to always as they say sharpen the saw or to always be on top of things or to try your very best you know i even said to you i said wow steven your microphones are really nice and your, and your headphones are really nice and you say i always try to get the best that i possibly can get and that doesn't oftentimes mean um you know spending everything that you have on something it just means that the best you can do at the moment you have at hand mm. and then you just kind of grow with that that's so powerful right so I mean, I just saw a beautiful red cardinal out your window. And so like you said, I used to work for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I was <laughs> that's like, oh. a sign. Was, that's a sign. Oh, I always have these wonderful, beautiful signs in my life. Yeah, cardinals um, are gorgeous. But yeah, so we we rebuilt a set. You know, you just try to get your community together. Yeah. So you, my you set s- is the set that love built. I mean, yeah. you know, 60 so vendors cool. came together and said, yeah, Donna, we're going to build this together. And you have another one in Manhattan now, right? Yes. Thank you to SBTV. Uh, sbtv.com jack perry fabulous man um they have this ott network and i went to meet with them last week uh he said that i'm one of their number one shows on their new nationally syndicated network which is exciting that's exciting and in collaboration they decided to build this new studio um so it's right in manhattan so now instead of having guests that may not be able to get in you know to long island to be on or fly in I can invite some of the celebrities and some of the other business owners to that location. Yeah. What are, who are some people that you've been able, cause you've interviewed, you know, a lot of different people. I know you mentioned Tyson before and uh, Eric Coleman, who's actually coming on the show uh, very soon and he's good friends. 
But who else, who's been some of your, not top people, but people that you really enjoyed meeting? Okay, well, I could rattle off a few, like, recognizable names um, that come to mind in- instantly, like Jay Leno and Tony Bennett and Mel Brooks and Mike Strahan. And as you mentioned, Mike Tyson and Gloria Gaynor. Yeah. Um, and Gloria Gaynor was a fun story because I used to do dinner theater. And I used to sing I Will Survive as, like, no my way. dinner theater song. Will you do it right so, now? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yes, yes. Come on, come on. Hey, Just get- hey. Um, first I was afraid, I was petrified, kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. So anyway, so I'm, I love interviewing, it. <laughs> I'm interviewing Gloria Gaynor at her house and we're walking in and she's offering me some donuts and what a lovely woman she is. She's just, I mean, she's phenomenal. So I go into Gloria Gaynor's house and then, um, I say to, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, do I ever tell her that she's my go-to karaoke song? And I did. And it was just, a, it was a one. Did you guys sing fun, together at least uh, one song? A, a tiny bit, but off camera, but she's, yeah, yeah. she's fabulous. And she's been through so much in her life mm-hmm. and she's an inspirational person. So for me, when I interview a celebrity, it's not about them being a celebrity. It's like, now that you've achieved this type of success, what's your give back? How are you helping the world? So for Gloria, it's literacy. And I find that every person that comes on my show uh, from every walk of life, whether they're an everyday hero, whether a business owner, whether somebody that has gained some fame in either sports or music or the entertainment industry, it's how are they other centered, which is what I was talking to you about earlier today. It's like, I want to know who they are, you Mm -hmm. know, and I want to know who they are at the core of their being, what their essence is and what they're doing for the universe. So uh, I have met a lot of wonderful people. I think that's so powerful and, and has so much validity to it is where most people define themselves by their name or status instead of the roots of who they are. And we were speaking about that earlier. And you know, if so, like we live in a very artificial world right now mm-hmm. where we're cr- trying to Photoshop and do all these different mm. things. And I get people want to be their best, but but authenticity is what people love most. People love you being authentic, being real, showing your wounds. Um, not, you know, exposing them all the time, but, but being real, it's like, Hey dude, I've been through there, which is empathy, right? Yes. And I think that's what has kept you, uh, in, in business for so long. Cause when I first met you uh, a few weeks ago and then meeting you now and getting to know you more, you're very authentic. You're very real. You're vulnerable. I appreciate that. And, but vulnerable in a confident way. I appreciate that. And, and that's something that I see about you. And that's why you've been in business 10 years and you're going to go another 30, 40, 50 years. Um, and you predicted actually uh, how long you'll be in this world, which is amazing. And she's, and uh, she was right on point, and she will be right on point with that. I, yeah, I, I was telling Stephen that I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm already planning my hundredth birthday. So yeah. I love it. Uh, I, I see it happening. I already yeah. like the round tables. I, I visualize it. Did you always have a positive mindset in your life? I did. I think part of it was um, coming from my mom. My mom was the most optimistic person that I knew. And then in my high school, I was voted. Biggest brownie, biggest ham, and most optimistic. Wow. You know how they give you those yeah. superlatives? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to me. Biggest brownie, because I really loved my teachers. I appreciated what they were teaching me. And I looked at them almost like colleagues, even at the age of 18. Like I really found value out of my teachers. Um, and then biggest ham, because I do like to goof off a lot. Like I am a playful kind of silly kind of person. Um, and then... Um, at, and I like to joke around, you know, yeah. I like people to laugh and I've even done stand up before. Um, hey, really? so yeah, you, wait, you, do you have any, jo- like one joke or something, please? <laughs> They're not very clean, but, um, <laughs> it's okay. We can put explicit on this uh, podcast. Well, come on, just I, give me one. Nothing's coming to mind, but I will right. tell you the formula of how to create a great joke. Go. And that is set up, set up, punch. 
Okay. Mm. So the idea is, is that you're going to be telling somebody something true that happened, right? So you're, you're leading them along the the, the walkway, right? So you're telling the truth and then you're telling another truth and then you're twisting it. Mm. And so, um, it's fun. You could go to stand up university if you think you want to do that. Did you go there? I did. I worked and I did that. And then I was voted most optimistic. And I guess because, I always try, like, I've always been that person. So you asked me how long have I been positive? I think I was just born this way. Yeah. Well, you represent our brand very well because I was telling you about what VCF stands for. Mm-hmm. So you're victorious in your life. You're contributing to society, which is what you're doing for Memorial Weekend. Um, Memorial, right? Mm-hmm. Labor Day is in the Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then fun, having yes. fun along the journey. Mm, that's me. And I am your brand. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to wear my, my um, Seven Rocks Life uh T-shirt. Yeah, no, and you, you represent it so well, and and, and you got to have fun. You got to be serious when you got to be serious. But I think we forget sometimes to be a kid. When I look at my niece and I look at kids, I'm like, wow, they're always learning and they're having fun. Mm-hmm. They're discovering. And then as we get older, we forget to do that. We forget what we were meant to be or do. There's um, I always mention this almost on like every podcast. There's a book called Wild at Heart, and it talks about every man wants a, a woman to find, a battle to fight, and wants to be in nature. And that's the essence of what defines a man. And there's a woman version that I write in the book as well. Um, and I, f- I forgot the name of it. It's on top of my head. But I think uh, when you remember what we were meant to be, like you, you don't see a dog trying to be a cat and you don't see a cat trying to be a dog because they didn't lose their identity, right? And I think sometimes, um, whether it's women or, or men in this world, we like identity is like a passport. When you lose it, it's hard for you to get through whatever right. you need to. Have you ever lost your identity in your life, you think? Or lost maybe your mission or got off track and then it was like a life shift for you where you were on it, you're off it and then getting back on it. Did you say? I think so. I think um, that happens almost weekly. If, if I'm really honest with myself, you know, sometimes you, you doubt yourself, you have self doubt or you, you become introspective and you're like, Oh, why am I doing this? What is this all about? And for me, um, I know when I'm in the flow or when I'm in the zone it's the feeling you have when you're riding a bicycle mm. and that wind is through going through your hair or you feel the wind on your face and you just, you know that that, so you make a left turn and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not really feeling this, right? You got to, and you make that correction. Your body almost corrects it. Yep. So I keep myself in check. I guess that's the best way to describe what I do. So yeah, yeah I kind of keep everything in check and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. It doesn't feel good. I don't like that. Those people aren't being kind to other people. I'm not going down that path. I'm going to, I'm going to stay in this space where I feel I can breathe. Yeah. It's staying in the lane that you, you're good at mm-hmm. and making sure that you have the right people go into your lane, which is circle of friends. Right. You've always been careful with who you surround yourself with and just making, you know, making sure you're audited at every, every few weeks, every few months. I do. And my friend Lucy Rosen um, came up with the funniest phrase. She came up with the phrase that I collect people. And I, and I do, and I, I do love people. I love to connect them. So I put them on my, I'd say canvas of success. So I meet somebody, I meet somebody else. And sure enough, Stephen, within like two weeks, I'll know instantaneously how those two people connect. And then I make that introduction for people. Uh, And I've done that my whole life. So for me, it's like, um, I like painting with people. It's like a hobby. So sometimes I paint physically with like, you know, oil paints and things like yep. that. Or I, I pin an ink sketch. I'm an artist at heart. But sometimes I do it in life 
boy, there's nothing better for me than that. That just, ah, oh, that fills my whole spirit up. That's, it's like a hitch with Will Smith. He likes, he likes connecting. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. But you do it in a different realm. <laughs> right. And, and I'm also kind of like the, yeah. the pay it forward girl, you know, yes, like the pay yes, it. yes, yes. So every, every kind of feel good kind of cliche movie or love song you've ever heard, it's kind of like me. And people used to think when I first moved from St. Louis to New York, they'd be like, oh, Donna Drake, she's so fake. She's so phony. She's so this, she's so that. How could she be so nice? But then I hope by when they spend time with me, when you talk about authenticity, they realize that, oh no, that that's Donna. That's who she is. That's yep. how she operates in life. And she chooses to be that way, right? So um, I try, and if I make a promise, I, I try to keep my word to that promise because I'm really only as good as my name. It's all I have. Mm, yep. So it's not how much money I have in the bank or don't have in the bank at times. It's it's my investment in my soul. My soulfulness, I think, is what matters the most. Yeah. And you have your beautiful human being. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it, and it shows with your work and what you've created. <laughs> Thank you. You you said something earlier when we were talking about your, your childhood, right? And yes. some of the things, I think, sometimes, and this will relate to a lot of people that are listening to this as you're driving, working out, or whatever you're doing, um, is your childhood of things, people put limitations on you, Right. And those limitations sometimes stay in your mind and soul and then stop you from succeeding. Mm -hmm. You had some, I guess, uh, growing up, people put things on you or labels or limitations in a way. Oh, yeah. Well, that said, big nose thing definitely came from somebody. Yeah. Because, yeah, I was a kid and somebody bullied me and said, oh, you know, your, your nose is big or whatever. And that held me back for as long as I possibly could remember. Fast forward, um, now we're both adults and that kid did, had no idea that that one mean thing they said to me bothered me so profoundly. Wow. And then I realized, I'm like, no, my nose isn't too big. It's exactly proportionate For, the yeah. way that it's supposed to be. It's a good nose. Um, but they apologized. I mean, here was an adult man and he's like, Donna, I didn't know that that held you back. So words words matter, mm -hmm. you know, and we need to be mindful of those those words because sometimes um the things that we say to somebody like i told you i grew up uh, with warm fuzzies and cold pricklies i grew up with around that so a warm fuzzy is when you say something kind to somebody and a cold prickly is when you say something cutting or damaging to someone um and you just need to be mindful yeah. of that so yeah i was bullied when i was in second grade i you know um got my nose you know i got a bloody nose at school and um, I was always the girl that I felt people would only call if they needed a ride to the roller rink. Like mm -hmm. I didn't really feel like people liked me or appreciated me or got me or cared about me. But that was a lot of just my being in my own head about things. Nothing really horrible happened. Like nobody burnt me with their cigarette, but nobody, you know, uh, damaged me physically. It was just, I'm very, um, mindful of people like you know and i'm maybe sensitive and so those little things those little things that bothered me kind of yeah defined me but i'm thankful for those now yeah. and i'll tell you why because those motivating things sometimes when you champion them for yourself and then you've got something to prove so when i had to prove to the bullies i was going to grow up to be somebody that was my fuel Your for fuel. many years yeah until i got to the point where that part didn't fuel me and then something mm. else had to fuel me right yep. so now the fuel is um that feel good feeling that i feel when i've helped somebody's business grow after they've been on my show or that feel good of where i've championed that nonprofit. so those are the things that make me like ah 
Plus, I'm a mom of three great kids. And wow. anytime they do anything, I'm like, yes, my kids, my babies. How old are they so, again? Uh, so my son, Andrew's 29. And he works in human resources. Um, my daughter, Elise, is an artist. And she lives in Nashville. And she's 25. That's a beautiful city, by the way. Nashville. Nashville? Oh, yeah. I love it. And she's there. making it more beautiful because she's like coming up with all this great That's art so down cool. there. And Matthew is 14, going to be 14 in October. Um, and they're just all wonderful, great human beings. And I'm blessed that... Uh, God sent them to live in in my life in my world, so yeah. yeah, they're 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 my they're my treasure. You know, it's cool that you know you don't let those limitations you use it as fuel, mm-hmm. and they're expired stories. And you decided to create this new story, and you let your success be the way for you to be loud. Yes, you know sometimes we we let our tongue be louder than our feet instead of our feet be louder than our tongue, and and you've done that. And it's not to prove people, but sometimes you need that extra fuel. Yes. It's like when you come to America as an immigrant, you come here because you want to discover and have a better life and you're leaving this this life and you can't really go back. It's like you're going to do whatever you got to do to make it. Mm-hmm. And I think with whatever you're doing, whether you're an artist, you're an entrepreneur, you're a TV host, you're like, I'm, I'm doing it for a mission, but I'm also, there's a, there's a fire inside me because of other things in life and you need that. Yeah, you can't quit. Yeah, 100%. Can't quit. Who's been some, you know, I know you've interviewed a lot of people. So who's been some of your biggest inspirations of people that have really, I know we were speaking about Oprah before um, and that picture that you have in I love your, Oprah. Your, your office. I love Oprah. Who are some two, three, four people that you've interviewed or people that have inspired you uh, to this day to be where you're at and continue? It just everyday heroes really are the people that inspire me the most. Um, like just today even, okay? So like today I pulled into the wrong driveway. I, I met a neighbor of yours and he was, uh, he's a pilot, uh, was a retired American pilot, right? But found out that he is a classically trained pianist and he practices piano five hours a day. He's amazing. So his, his, um, pure like drive, I find that inspirational. So every day I meet somebody, I meet at least five or six new people every day of my life because I'm overtly friendly and I genuinely want to know about people. People might think it's nosy, but for me, it's like, it's I really, I really want to connect with people. I really want to relate to people. Um, so those are inspiring. There have been so many, oh, just touching moments over the years. And whether it's the gentleman that I interview um, who has cerebral palsy and he needs a, a better, more um, accessible bathroom for him, or whether it's the family that I just had on, Kevin was born with 67% of his mochondrial DNA missing. And wow. um, it, it's such a rare disorder that he has that he is uh, trying to get some research dollars together. Um, just so many beautiful stories. Every single person that I've interviewed I don't do anything cookie cutter. Everything is customized. So I would say for me personally, this is not, you know, I'm not pulling your leg or anything. I genuinely am inspired and moved and motivated by every single person that honors me with the time that they're giving me to shine a light on them. Mm. I mean, it is like, that is the, that is my truth. My truth is, is I genuinely care about every single person um, or else I wouldn't have them on the show, right? Yeah. I curate the show to have the 20 best, most amazing, positive, cool stories every single month of my life. It's kind of like a home. You're like, what's your favorite part of home? You may have your favorite part, but yeah. your favorite piece. Yeah. Well, the beam could be the most important piece because it's what keeps it all up. Correct. But then you might like your living room, but without the beam, 
The living room doesn't exist. Or or my bed that I that I absolutely love from Bed Gear. Because Eugene <laughs> Eugene who was a sponsor of the show. You know, funny story about my bed, okay? So Eugene, That's important. Like yes. when you have a good bed and a good mattress, it's it's like oh, it's my sacred lab. It's like, you know, let me this is where I go. And and try to be mindful of the fact that you have to sometimes follow directions. So uh, the we, the bed us men don't know how to do that. No. So the bed comes in a box, right? And uh, it's this amazing like mattress and so I got so excited um it gets delivered I'm trying to bring it up the stairs and I was like you know what let me just open it up let me see what it looks like and it goes like this it starts expanding it got so big and I'm a single woman I could not get it up the stairs by myself <laughs> because it was too heavy so I go on YouTube Stephen and I try to figure out how to fold this thing back up how to tie it in like a little ladder how to climb up the mattress and pull it up the staircase and through the doorway i give up so what did i do i called uh college hunks that moved hunks. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like guys i opened up this mattress i wasn't supposed to i was supposed to move it up the stairs still in the box and uh eugene who owns bed gear he, he just laughs hysterically he goes what did you do i said i got excited i said i, I opened know, it up, I opened it up. <laughs> and when you open it you can't put it back no. so i have to That's say funny. that when it comes to my home i could definitely say that that is my favorite part of my home right now because it's my respice yeah it's my little private you know place where I just like chill yeah you need to get off the grid and yeah. have your have your your home base i call it mm-hmm. when you have your home base it's like it's your time to just uh re kind of cal- calibrate yourself yes and get yourself on track because you know you, as you go through life i start off the, the my beginning of the book about potholes and how sometimes it shifts your steering wheel and these potholes of life, some are smaller, some are bigger, mm. but then you need to go back to the, um, you know, the auto mechanic to be able to get it back into line. And that's kind of how I created the seven rocks of life is if you feel imbalanced, like the other day, I was like, all right, I'm off in this rock. Let me get balanced back in this rock so we can stack up life right. And that's having your home base is so key and making sure your mattress is good. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely, um, what I want to do is I'm going to find, uh, rocks that can stack this way and i'm going to make myself a serenity garden in my backyard Ah. before sunday before all my guests come to celebrate uh the long island cares fundraiser that we're doing because Stephen, this is fabulous this is like really brilliant and it's just such an honor um i'm very excited to know you and i and i i'm grateful that you had me on your show um but yeah this is cool this is amazing no, um, i appreciate I'm it i'm a huge fan of yours it's i'm a fan of you of Thanks. you and everything that you're doing and you know a few more things this is awesome by the way okay i appreciate you sharing oh no you're welcome stuff and um i want to do a couple more things is sure. what do you think are um maybe some funny experiences or some really cool experiences you've had people um or like events that you've done that have really you know funny ones or maybe things that have happened through your shows or whatever it is um so the Recently, I was um, the chair for the ACLD, um, Adults and Children with Learning Disabilities. They've been around for over 60 years. And we did this huge fundraiser um, at Ohika Castle called Limitless mm, Luncheon. Beautiful there. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so we did the Limitless Luncheon and we honored Megan Goddard. Uh, but we also honored um, John's from John, John from John's Crazy Socks mm-hmm. um, with his dad, Mark Cronin. And um, John has Down Syndrome. Uh, and he invented a company. He's an entrepreneur with the wow. socks company. And, you know. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. So so that was fun. I, I like those types of moments. I love when um, Laura Meyer from Dairy Queen. This is also so cool. So she owns Dairy Queens and she owns some Jersey Mike's. 
And she, along with my friend Veronica, who owns Duck Donuts, were two of our dessert sponsors for the ACLD event. And uh, I just found out yesterday that through that event, Laura Meyer decided to hire five people that have disabilities for some of her restaurants. Like she interviewed them and hired them within 24 hours. That's beautiful. So those are the type of things that happen in my life. Um, You know, and I've, I've been able to have experiences that Oh my goodness, who who gets to do, who gets to live the life that I get to live? Um, I'm looking forward to going to Japan in October. My show is invited to celebrate uh, life there for a whole week uh, in conjunction with um, the Olympics going there in 2020. This wonderful spa invited us and we're going to be there for a week to tell stories about Japan. But I've been up to Nova Scotia. I went to the uh, Digby Wharf Rat Rally where people are genuinely so kind. Have you ever been to Canada, Stephen? Not yet. Oh, they are. It's known for being the kindness. They're very nice and kind and clean. Yeah. Super Mm -hmm. nice. It's super nice to me. It's like, what do you want from me? Why are you so nice to me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So every day for me is a beautiful blessing. And I hope that's what your listeners are able to have in their own life, whether that's bringing an apple pie to your neighbor next door because you know that maybe they just went through surgery or something like that. Yep. I'm so old-fashioned like that, a but traditional it, kind of person, but that to me are the the nuggets and the joys of life. It's interesting you say about old-fashioned versus you know, uh, what today's world is. I was scoffing with a friend the other day and he was talking about how we've gotten away from our Declaration of Independence, for example, our founding fathers mm. of what was oh, wow. created. Yeah. And these old fashioned, I had my mom uh, for Mother's Day on podcasts and uh, she was the first woman on the podcast. And I said, mom, you're somebody that I, you inspire me. And now I have multiple you know, guys, women, couples, all uh, different people. But that foundation, we forget it. We forget those important things. And we live in a world where if I'm giving you something, what do I get in return? Instead of saying, hey, I'm giving and I'm not expecting any return. And whatever happens from the universe, awesome. But that's the best organic way to be. Mm-hmm. I, I call it, it's it's um it's non-GMO, right? Mm-hmm. When you bring your apple pie to your neighbor mm-hmm. and they're like, why'd you do that? Just because. Yeah. You don't want anything? No. Just because just I wanted to. needed an apple pie. Yeah, right. exactly. And I made it, so take it. right? <laughs> but I, I think that's beautiful. And it, I was going to ask you this, and this okay. kind of leads up to this. What are three words that describe you and why? So if there's three words that describe you. See me adjusting in my seat now. Yeah, I'm in the hot seat. You're this hot seat, yep. So, because you're always interviewing people and I get to interview you. Okay. So three words that describe Miss Donna Drake. I'm effervescent. Um, I'm otherworldly, not just other-centered. I think I'm kind of like otherworldly. I'd say kind. I, I believe I, I'm a kind person. So if somebody met me, I think they would say that I'm kind. I think you are too. Thank <laughs> you. I'm a little bit out there in a good way and uh, effervescent. I have a lot of energy. Yeah. Why? What? Like, why are those those your two, three things? Effervescent. Um, it almost reminds me of the word iridescent. And I like to be um, shiny. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a shiny. I, I like my light to shine forward. Um, so I pick that word. Kind because I feel like that's. The most important thing that a human can be toward another person is yep. kind and uh, otherworldly because I like the fact that I'm complicated in an interesting kind of way. Mm. Unique. 
Mm-hmm. And different, like can... a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the emojis on the on the phone? Yes. Have you seen them with the like the unicorn or like the tiger? That's, yeah. I that's how I talk to people. Like eighty percent of the time is in emojis. Yeah, I would be yeah. the unicorn after, with, the, after, with the princess crown. You know, like yeah. after getting to know somebody, so like going forward, I won't probably text you. I'll send like unicorn emojis. And you'll know to that's you. me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's awesome. And I think those are three beautiful things that definitely do define you. What are you know last last thing and then we're done is um. What are some future projects? Like, where do you see yourself? And I know it's, um, you've done so much now, 10 years being in this. Where where do you see yourself? Like, what is it that you don't have that you do want maybe currently in your life? Okay. As I'm biting the inside of my cheeks, um, this is such a, a surreal experience for me, Stephen, too, that you're asking me these questions because people don't really ask me questions very often. So what do I want or what do I see? Besides that big 100th birthday party that I'm going to be throwing for myself <laughs> 50 years from now, um, I love working with the people right now from SBTV, uh, Jack Perry and Noreen and Mike and Dean. They are, they're just fantastic people. And they're actually partnering with me, if you will. And they're taking my brand to the infinity and beyond. Um, so I look for those opportunities where I can partner with people or footprint.tv, Paul Ham and his team. So what I'm doing right now is I'm synergistically partnering with other like-minded people that are taking the movement, the brand, the idea of living it up fully, um, the Donna Drake show, and they're pushing it. The universe is conspiring on my behalf, what's in my best interest. So it's not so much about what I need to create or what I want to do. My idea is to keep doing the show the way I'm doing it, but to let the multitudes of people um, benefit from it. Yeah. So I guess for me, I'm looking for alignments between sponsorship brands or other people that want to just play on the playground of life with me. Yeah. Um, and I that's like, why I was I so thankful that. to so you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so thankful for you, Stephen, that you invited me to um, to partner with you today. That's like wow. So I just like those opportunities. Yeah. I want more time. To pl- I want more time to play with people. Yeah. Like more time to like live life and celebrate people and create lasting memories. Yep. So. And, and, and true global impact. Yeah, I yeah. want to do good things. I was telling you before, and it's it's such it's so humbling that found out last week we're in 31 countries in two months, and you know we're not anywhere near to what you've platform built because you have an amazing platform. I, I love it, and I know any business you know depending on they have to get pre vetted can get onto your show, and it's a great avenue and platform. And I know many people listening to this, guys, you got to check out our website. It's it's live it up. Uh, liveituptvshow.com or they can watch on sbtv.com they can watch full length shows now yeah. YouTube channel you know you can watch me on your phone on your computer That's who so knows cool. where I'm going to be next and, and talk a little bit about what the show can do for people that have businesses or different you know different people like who can be on there and what can it do for them oh my goodness okay so I um, I create what I call a digital brochure so somebody would I like sit, that. thank you, somebody sits with me um, and I talk to them for six to eight minutes. So everything that you used to print in a trifold brochure, I'm doing for somebody in a talk show format. Uh, and then they can take that content and they co-own it with me. So not only do I air it on CBS in this whole tri-state region, but now it's like I said, it's syndicated, people can watch it anywhere. But then that business owner can use that as their digital brochure wow. and they can put it up on their website. Um, I put it on my LinkedIn. I've got over 11,000 people on my LinkedIn. There's about 66 million people that I have touch points with now. So a brand that comes to me or a business that wants me to talk to them and shine a light on them, they have the ability now to reach people that they wouldn't normally 
get to be in front of. That's amazing. So it's a marketing tool for them. Yeah. Um, that's and beautiful. then, and then they also get to meet people in the green room. There's so much business that happens on the day of a taping in my green room, like business deals happen all the time. And that makes me really happy too. Yeah. Like, uh, this past month, it was Kevin Weeks from the, um, NHL, uh, met, um, two people met Rich and Carl from primary financial from New Jersey. Um, they also met, uh, Joe from healthy meal Supreme and they're already like each of those businesses are starting to work together. And you were saying so, before you love connecting. I do. Yeah. I love it. That's why I do the show. The show has legs. You know, so when, what a business gets when they come to work with me is they get the opportunity to be part of the live it up family. Um, and they get promoted everywhere, but they also get to meet other like-minded, uh, people that are up to good things in life. Yeah. So that's what they get. That's, it's amazing that you've created that community and culture and that's, that's such a beautiful thing. Thank you. And it's just so, um, it's a very, uh, completing each other culture, not a competing type of culture. And I think that's why you're having so much success and you, we're going to send a lot of business. A lot of people will be listening to this and, and watching your show. Thank uh, you so I'm excited much. to see more episodes and it's really just, just an honor. I, I love everything you're doing. It was so good getting to know you and um, people can find you at that the website. I'll attach it to uh, to the bottom of uh, this uh, podcast and everything. And um, do you, are you ready for the last question though? Let me take a deep breath. Hold on. All right. Oh, Do you know the last question? I have no clue. No. You have no idea. No. Oh, all right. So I went is... into this completely like organically. I just wanted to just be here with you for the hour. So I didn't over rehearse. I didn't over practice. Okay. Hold no. on. Let me get all like, right. So all this right. is, this is the question that we ask every single person that comes on this. It's the end all be all question, uh, that we wrap it up. Right. Okay. So you ready for this? I'm ready. This is the seven rock life nation podcast question. So if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would your message be, Miss Donna Drake, to the world? Celebrate the moment. Why? Because it's all you have. I love it. So simple and so profound. You're <laughs> awesome. So give me a pound. Woohoo! Great job. Thank Excited you to so have much. you here. Guys, check her out. She's doing amazing things for the world. Um, she truly is, you know, uh, creating an essence of life with Live It Up and the Donna Drake Show. And I know that um, she's going to make her impact continue globally. And uh, we're praying for you and excited for you. And thank you so much for being on, uh, on our show. Thank you very much. All right, guys. So check us out uh, on sevenrocklife.com uh, and leave a review. Please share this with people. Uh, it's all about impacting, living to inspire. Thank you guys for, for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your week and have a blessed, blessed month. Love you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Many people have been asking what Seven Rock Life is about. It first came from a book I wrote, which you can find on sevenrocklife.com or Amazon called The Seven Rocks of Life. This book was designed to help those out there hurting or lost in life that just need direction and maybe have no one to turn to. And through my hardest time of life when I hit rock bottom at 31 years old, learning and discovering these seven rocks of life saved my life and helped me get out of my lowest point. I tell the story of how the brand came about and go through each rock of life in detail throughout the book. Through that time, I decided to start journaling on my phone, things I was learning and discovering about life and, and even myself. During this hard time of life, people I was blessed to be around, you know, they saw me and changed a lot and said, you should write a book to share the seven rock life mentality. So I did and decided to share it with the world. Now with Seven Rock Life Clothing, that came because of a story of when I went to Dominican Republic to play baseball at 16 years old. You can visit that at stevenzirkle.com slash charity to see the whole story. 
What's really great about this clothing brand is every month we donate Seven Rock Life clothes and items to many different causes and charities based on how many items are bought for the month. So every item that somebody buys, another item is donated. The first of every month, we share on our Instagram page, which is at Seven Rock Life, where we donate and how many items as well. I wish I could take full credit for this brand, but I give all the credit to God. You know, He helped me create it, and i just just renting it out while I'm here. We believe if life has given us so much, we should give back to it. Another mission we have is to build schools and playgrounds around the world. I believe learning and having fun every day is the key to life uh, and staying young. So visit sevenrocklife.com to shop and help with giving back to the world. We are a brand that lives to inspire, living that VCF life every day. Always remember, smile in life and dream big, dream often. Have a blessed week.